in a small town, 30 miles from Trinity Safe. I wonder which way the wind blew on July the 16th, 1945. The cover yellow on the rain started so strange as he woke to be burned by the flame. New Mexicans and other advocates for long-abandoned nuclear downwinders and others exposed to hazards related to the production and detonation of atomic weapons presented their case for reparations and justice to a U.S. House committee last week. Among those appearing in a virtual meeting with members of the House Judiciary Subcommittee on the Constitution, Civil Rights, and Civil Liberties was Tina Cordova, founder of the Tularosa Basin Downwinders Consortium. The group is the leading advocate for southern New Mexicans exposed to radiation from the detonation of the first atomic bomb, the 1945 Trinity Test. Welcome, Tina. Tell us why this meeting was so important. Well, first of all, it was a privilege to be invited and, you know, to represent the tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people in New Mexico that were overexposed to radiation as a result of Trinity. You were there to do what exactly? So the point of me being there was to tell the story, the 75-year-old story of the overexposure of radiation to the people in New Mexico and the ensuing health problems, and to make sure they understood what it has meant for us, uh, It's what it's meant for our health, what it's meant for our financial security, uh, what it's meant to the people in New Mexico for all these many years. And, and none of it good. You know, it just never ends. We we seem to just cycle through a list of our relatives that get sick and die and and have to endure treatment and, and all the rest. And I thought that our message, and not just my message, the message of the other people who testified, to include President Nez uh, from the Navajo Nation, they heard us. They heard us. Their responses and their questions were in line with what it is we need to do. And honestly, it's the only moral thing they can do. I mean, to look the other way any longer, now that they've been made aware of this story, is just absolutely not acceptable. Now, the bottom line, as I understand it, for what you would like Congress to do is to acknowledge and compensate to the extent possible folks in southern New Mexico who have suffered so long and and in such silence by getting them uh, included what's called the RECA Act. Can you explain that a little bit? Sure. And, and honestly, Dennis, it's not just the people in southern New Mexico. New Mexico is a sacrifice zone. In New Mexico, we are all downwinders. Our entire state has been affected by the nuclear industry, starting with the extraction of uranium. There's over 500 abandoned uranium mines between the Navajo Nation, Laguna, and Acoma Pueblo. They extracted 30 million tons of uranium and walked away, left these open pits with all the tailings, radioactive tailings. So people have been exposed there, people have been exposed in and around Los Alamos because there was a time when they freely dumped radioactive waste into the canyons in Los Alamos. Then you have the Trinity Test, which probably exposed everybody in our state, more than likely exposed everybody in our state. And then you have the, you know, the deposition of nuclear waste in the eastern part of our state. So the Radiation Exposure Compensation Act, or RECA, through our efforts, would be extended to everybody in New Mexico. We're specifically asking for a qualification period that would begin 
somewhere around July of 1945, then through July of 1962 when they continued to do above-ground testing in Nevada, because a lot of people don't know this, but it's clearly um, documented, well-documented, that we had monitors in New Mexico during the Nevada test site testing, and those monitors show that people in New Mexico were exposed to radiation through the summer of 1962 from the above-ground test. Being included in the RECA Act, what would that do for, uh, for New Mexicans? RECA right now is pretty limited to what it does for downwinders. It's a one-time payout of $50,000. I was actually pretty impressed because uh, Represent- Representative Johnson, Democrat from Louisiana, I mean from Georgia, actually called the amount of payment through RECA as a pittance, and it is a pittance. It pays out 50000 one-time payment to either you, if you're a cancer victim, or the family of a deceased loved one who was a cancer victim. There's 22 compensable cancers. And so right now, the way RICA is written, it would pay out, a, you know, have a 50,000 one-time payout, which that's significant, but honestly, it's, it is a pittance. And we've asked that they modernize the program, that they increase the one-time payout, and that they add health care coverage to RICA the same way that they offer it to nuclear workers, nuclear on-site workers, and uranium miners. Downwinders should receive the same sort of health care coverage. I think one thing you noted, too, is that RECA expires next year, and nobody can make applications after that. So part of what you want, and uh, President Nez of the Navajo Nation and others, is to extend that legislation, right? That's correct. If the bill is allowed to sunset July 2022... The heavy lift that we've been, uh, you know, pressing will actually become an impossibility. Um, there were some really amazing comments, and you know, the the chairman Cohen called it a national shame what had been done to people, how people's lives had been so negatively affected. Being there with folks like Jonathan Nez makes your voice stronger, doesn't it? Well, our voice becomes amplified because it's joined with people like Gene Bishop, who testified out of Mojave County, Arizona. They live 164 miles, I think they said, from the the, the test site in Nevada. They want to be added to RECA. You know, their representative, Stanton, Republican out of Arizona, is pressing very hard for that. So, yes, joining uh, forces with these people, pressing our congressional folks together, uh, as one unified voice is, is very important. And it gives this amazing oversight to what's happened that, 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 that hasn't existed before. If all these people come forward with their stories and they're all so similar, it's really hard for our congressional folks to hear all that and say, oh, no, this couldn't have happened, or oh, no, people were not harmed. For such a long time, it was very difficult to get uh, in front of anybody. Nobody was paying any attention to the downwinders. And and through your work and the work of others, uh, this must seem like a fairly big accomplishment. It was a cathartic day. I mean, I've been doing this for 16 years, Dennis. So it was cathartic. And one of the things I said um, that was important to me is that I was able to, for example, enter my father's name into the congressional record forevermore. I mean, people like my father, and it's just not him. It's thousands and thousands and thousands of people. You know, we we do this on their behalf, all the people that have lost their lives. And so it was a big deal. I mean, bills have been entered for 10 years. This year will be the 11th year, and we've only had three hearings as of late. And I firmly believe it's because they can't look away any longer. 
So it's time for all New Mexicans to stand up and say no more. This this is a stain on the history of our co- country. It is a national shame, and it's time for us to do something to correct. Um, people can always go to our website, which is trinitydownwinders.com. Tina, who's uh, director of the Tularosa Basin Downwinders Consortium, thank you very much for being with us today. In a small town, 30 miles from Trinity Safe. I wonder which way the wind blew on July the 16th, 1945. The cover yellow on the range started so strange as he woke to be burned. The song Downwind was written and recorded by Paul Pino. KSFR Radio News, I'm Dennis Carroll.